dinosaur called Ceratosaurus was alive and well in Alaska. In Japan, this beast was referred to as a kaiju, a word tracing its origins from ancient Chinese manuscripts about legendary beasts and dragons. As we all know, there were unfortunately no surviving Ceratosauruses in Alaska. It was in fact, in the words of another dinosaur, Donald Trump, just fake news. But the word kaiju stuck. And when the Japanese film industry got a taste for monster films in the 50s, the word came to be synonymous with gigantic beasts that wreak havoc in big cities in numerous films from both Japan and the rest of the world. There's something appealing about size. Huge monsters that smash down buildings like they were toys. Why do we love it so much? And what kaiju movies are the best? Follow me down the yellow brick road to meet some really big mean monsters. Welcome to the episode Big is Beautiful. Hi everybody, I'm Nils Lagerian and this is Yellow Brick Road, your favorite podcast about visual effects, movies and games. Some of you might remember an episode from last spring when we talked about disaster movies and in that episode we touched the subject of disasters created by really big monsters. So we thought it was about time we discussed that specific genre, the big monsters smashing buildings genre. And speaking of big mean monsters, here are my two guests. Once again, VFX producer Matilda Olson and VFX compositor Dennis Holavianco from Goodbye Kansas Studios. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hello. The first film with the word kaiju in the title was the American film The Beast from 20,000 Phantoms from 1953. In Japan, it was called An Atomic Kaiju Appears, or in Japanese, Kenshi Kaiju Ga Aravarareru. Excuse my bad Japanese. You say Japanese word like you Japanese. Oh, now you're making fun of me. No, 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 serious business. It featured an atomic gigantic lizard, stop motion animated by the legendary Ray Harryhausen, and it was a big hit in Japan. So possibly it inspired director Ishiro Honda when he made one truly classic film the year after, and created the first classic Japanese kaiju, the one and only king of monsters, Gojira. Godzilla. Dennis, why did Godzilla become such a hit? Well, I've actually, before this podcast, I have not seen Godzilla, so I took this opportunity to, like, to prepare and research it. And uh, I watched the movie, I really liked it, but the more I, I, the more I found out about the movie, the more it became clear why this movie became so successful. Mm. It's the first one that employed uh, all of the classic tropes, like uh, the, the, the huge destruction of a city, the big monster, the scientists, mm-hmm. and uh, in, on that scale. But it was so much more than just a big monster uh, destroying a city. You have to understand, this is eight, eight months before the release of this movie. Mm-hmm. The first test of a hydrogen bomb was conducted by the United States at, at the Marshall Islands. By the end of the nuclear test period, a total of 67 nuclear devices has been detonated in that area, and it has been declared like the most radioactively contaminated area in the world. And this is just outside Japan. Mm-hmm. So the feelings of uh, defeat in the Second World War and the, the fear of atomic bomb and nuclear power is so strong right now. Mm-hmm. And this is relevant to the movie. When the United States uh, detonated this bomb, they didn't say anything to Japan. They just said, stay away from this area. Everybody stayed away except one boat. One boat who just, the, the fishermen who thought like, oh, it's going to be like, we're just going to, nobody's here, we're going to catch all the fish. Anyway, the boat came inside, they saw a huge flash. And then seven months later, the, the radio guy on the boat died of radiation. This is exactly how Gojira starts. And this is eight months after that incident. So this is not some, no, like entertainment this is clear reflection of current events. Mm. And 
and and the monster Godzilla is almost tragic. It's a big animal, and it's and it's if you've seen the movie, it's scarred by radiation. It's burned by radiation. It's home, um, uh, as they explain in the movie, the deep cavity in the ocean has been destroyed by the testing of hydrogen bombs. So when it comes out to destroy and ravage, it's actually because it's lost its home and became. It's vengeance. It's not so much vengeance. It's just a hurt animal. Hmm. Ne- Trying to find a new place. It, it's movie is not setting this up so simply as it's like a vengeance story. Everything is really complex and full of symbolism and, and subtext in that movie. Hmm. I, I mentioned uh, the beast from 20,000 Phantoms, but, but is, is there also a heritage from King Kong, you think, behind yes. this? Yes. Uh, like King Kong has been a huge, huge, huge inspiration in the movie-making business at that time and still probably mm. probably is. But mm. a few people that must be mentioned uh, in, in regards to, to Godzilla is uh, Iji Tsubaraya. And Iji Tsubaraya is a special effects director for whom King Kong has been a huge inspiration. And you have to understand, King Kong, it's not like right now you can you know, go on Netflix and watch movies. Like it's been in the cinemas, and then you can you can get it any, in, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So he actually somehow acquired a print of King Kong and studied it, studied the techniques, how it was done. So his dream was to create a monster movie with the same style of like a stop motion animation as King Kong was was done. Yeah. But they calculated that it would take approximately seven years to complete <laughs> okay. to, to complete Godzilla. <laughs> Too long. Because it was yeah. such a complex shoot. It, yeah. th- like this movie is, for that time, it's amazingly complex and sophisticated. Yeah. And for the J- Japanese filmmaking industry, it broke new ground. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, matte paintings weren't usual. At the time. It, it, no. At the time, exactly. This movie employed a lot of them, and it, it employed it in, in a really subdued way. It's almost, it's some, uh, there is a shot of the village, and you can see a footprint of Godzilla on the, mm-hmm. in the back. It's really subtle. It's not in the, you know, in the front. And there's a lot of these shots where uh, plates or like film is combined with a matte painting in a really wonderful way, which is, is not in like not in your face. It's not mm. like uh, American Godzilla, where it's like, oh my god, it's a giant footprint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. like they, they, they study they study the footprint, but it's like that movie broke a lot of new ground when it comes to like just movie making in terms of Japanese. Uh, Japanese movie making because nobody employed like nobody did that huge like miniature and then combine plates in a double exposure in camera Mm. it's not like when you uh, you shoot two plates and then optically combine them afterwards no you shoot on film and you mat out like a portion of the film Mm. then you rewind the same film then you shoot again the second plate month later with an actor in a a big suit stomping on on a miniature And this has been basically reinvented, or in some case invented, on the spot by Iji Tsubaraya. He didn't go to, to special effects school. He basically mm. studied, among other things, King Kong, and tried to f- like reverse engineer and understand and invent new ways of making this, this movie happen and conveying the scale of uh, Godzilla, which is yeah. done so wonderfully in the in the original movie, so wonderfully. That's why you got all the extras running in the foreground. It's so artfully done. Maybe we could jump forward to Pacific Rim, where there's like, it's, yeah. it's you know, it went too far in another direction, where it's, <laughs> nobody's trying to convey anything anymore. Yeah. But like, uh, but but there, but there's there are people running, scared. Um, they are scared. Uh, in the foreground mm. and in the background, yeah. Godzilla stumps, and and sometimes Godzilla is behind the wires, behind the buildings, so you get to see the terror, the scale, and the terror is conveyed so one so uh, maybe wonderfully is not the the the, the word, but uh, so so effectively, yeah. and it's it's a it's a wonderful like it's a wonderful example in in really really good smart sophisticated uh, movie making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the actor in the suit in this in the first films w- was uh, Haruo Nakajima. Yeah. Yes. So the suit. Yeah. Uh, I read about this um, a couple of days ago. Since this was like post-war, and mm. the, it was hard to get all the material for the rubber suit. So the first suit, in the first of the movies, was made from ready-mixed concrete. So it weighed a <laughs> hundred kilos. <laughs> Which explains Which is, why, why he moves so slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel so sorry for him. So he was like sweating insanely in the suit, of course, because it was hot just like touching the suit since all the lighting on the set and everything. 
So I've heard that fighters preparing for a game in Japan, they actually had like a replica of this suit that they put on for days to lose weight because they sweat <laughs> <laughs> insanely. Uh, it's so funny. No one said it's easy to, to no, of course, to act as a monster. Yeah. But even that suit, like you know, this movie was the most expensive movie in um, uh, Japanese history at that time. It yeah. cost 62 million yen, and that's in in 1954 uh, money. It's less than one million dollars. Still, huge yeah. amounts of money in terms of Japan, and that budget is around 30 times as much as a regular Japanese film, which is huge. So, they, But they still had to be cost-efficient, and th- that's why they they couldn't afford stop-motion animation. They had to mm. go to the guy in the suit. But even that suit, the, the most, uh, the, the heaviest one, the first version of yeah. it, that was unmovable, they saw it in half. <laughs> and they used, for the shots where you can only see Godzilla's oh, upper right. part, they still used that suit in some shots, and then the lower part is used in other parts. Uh, and the, the the miniatures, the, the miniature Tokyo, it took 40 con- carpenters one month to build it. Amazing. And just for it to be like stamped on and destroyed. But, <laughs> and, and it was rigged. Some buildings yeah. were rigged to destruct uh, like uh, on... Uh, on impact. Uh, on Im- like on impact, but others, but, well, like uh, you can you can c- control the Triggered destruction. By, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The trigger dis- destruction. Yeah. They laid out a bunch of gasoline around. It was a dangerous set to walk around in in that suit. <laughs> That's insane. It's it's really yeah. crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. And also, I love that I saw an interview with uh, Haru Nakajima. It's like the sweetest guy. I love imagining him in this concrete suit, in this like <laughs> gasoline-covered miniature town. Mm. It's just amazing. He did it 12 times for 12 movies. Yeah, it, the film was a huge success and, and it spawned an entire genre and, and many, many good self-films. But just to come back, the, 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 why it's so successful and why it still stands out, it opened the gates mm. for the whole new genre. Mm. But why it stands out, why it's so different, is because you get to see glimpses of Godzilla early on, but you don't get to see the full the mayhem, the destruction, the terror, mm. and the full-scale Godzilla in, in action until long into the movie. Mm. The movie focuses so much on character building, and they set up really complex characters who have really difficult choices, who again reflect the realities of that time. Mm. The the Serizawa, the the scientist of the movie who creates the oxygen destroyer. It's they say it like this in the movie in English in English, oxygen destroyer. Yeah, well, just a side note, science of course doesn't make any sense in this movie, which is not the point, but just to, it's ridiculous. They 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 what did he say? Ah, we'll turn all the oxygen into liquid in the water. It will destroy all the, all, all the fish. Yes, it makes <laughs> No, but, but his character is torn apart. Like, do I unleash this terrible, terrible weapon to defeat Godzilla that's causing so much pain and suffering? And they show, there are like heart-wrenching scenes where a girl is crying before her dead mother. It's horrendous. And these scenes are directly connected to the war, to the bombings. Exactly. Uh, Oppenheimer's dilemma. Exactly. He is clearly an homage to Oppenheimer. He was first cre- trying to create the bomb in order to defeat um, Nazis, but then the world, uh, the Second World War came to an end, and they still continued developing, and it dawned on him, what are we doing? And th- th- this is so reflected in the choice of this character, uh, Serizawa's character, which is, do I help my country? To help my people and and help to destroy this this uh, this monster who's causing so much pain and suffering, but by doing so, will I also like release a terrible weapon that can destroy the whole mankind mm-hmm. and trigger somebody else is going to develop their version of this is the same weapon and so on and so forth. And the scientist played by the wonderful wonderful actor uh, Takashi Shimura, who everybody knows as Chifson from Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. amazing actor. The scientist who is torn apart between studying the Godzilla and studying its resistant radiation and seeing the, how much destruction it's causing, how mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. suffering there is. And this co- kind of moral r- relativism and uh, complexity, the really heavy choices are, uh, I think, why uh, the movie was so successful. And of course, the connection to the, to the events, how it mirrored and encapsulated what was going on uh, in Japan and in the world at that time. Because Godzilla stands basically for catastrophe. Mm. 
for terror for the atomic bomb. There's something that's going on and destroying everything. Originally. Yeah, yeah sorry, in, the, in that movie. Of course, I, I'm talking about the first yeah. Godzilla. You have to understand, like, the tropes of the what we now know is a kaiju film, the, the destruction of a city, the, the, the evacuation, you know, the people are running around and... and, and uh, military is like fighting it's all surfacy and as well as connection to the beast from 20,000 uh, fathoms mm. it's all really surfacy connections like you have a beast you have a scientist you have a city but Tokyo has been destroyed completely by bombing raids mm. so when people in the cinemas in 1954 were seeing every landmark in Tokyo has been destroyed by Godzilla in that movie so basically there is nothing like Tokyo has been destroyed mm. That wasn't just a monster destroying a city. It was clearly full of symbolism and subtext. Like, yes, the city has been destroyed. This is, uh, uh, it touched upon really like, deep and painful themes yeah. at that time. And I think that's why uh, people reacted to it so much. It's, it spawned an entire genre. And you mentioned Godzilla in the first film as a hurt animal and a symbol of terror. But it evolved into a character. How did it evolve through the films? Well, it differs from the movies. Uh, I haven't seen all the kaiju mo- movies. We have our our official movie consultant for this podcast, Martin Borel. Hi, Martin. Kudos to him. Yes, thank yeah. you, Martin. We, we talked a lot about this. Like, mm. uh, is it like a defender of humanity, and is it always a terror? And it differs. Yeah. Yeah. And the opinion about Godzilla as well. If you read every like forum and and online, you see that there's a lot of discussion going on about Godzilla and hero, villain, or anti-hero. Is it, is it nature's or, revenge? Yeah. yeah what, is it, what is it? Yeah. Is it nature or is it here to protect us? Or is it something that are we being punished for destroying the world and this is the world sending something back to us and mm. punishing us? And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are we are we the villains or are we the good guys? Or but Because later on uh, in these movies, other kaijus appeared. Yes, uh, yes. And sometimes Godzilla was defending humanity from them. And do you have any favorites of those other characters, other kaiju? So many. Um, except for like the new ones, I have one of the older ones. That's my favorite because it's super cheesy, and that's Space Godzilla. I love that one. With like, <laughs> it's basically Godzilla with extra space spikes on top of it, <laughs> which is just amazing. I love the cheesy parts of these movies. That's why this is my favorite. But if you go to like, I actually like the ones in uh, the newest American Godzilla from mm. 2014. M- I think Motos. Motos. Yeah. Massive, uh, massive unidentified terrestrial organism. Something. Like Something this. like that. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Muto. Massive unidentified terrestrial organism. It is, however, no longer terrestrial. It is airborne. But I like those. I think they're a pretty cool design. Mm. And I like that there's a fight going on. And for once, it's not the American people that is in the focus of this one. And it's the fight between those two, mm. which is pretty cool. And I love that they're building that movie around uh, the motos from the start and introduces Godzilla later on in mm. the movie, which I think is um, pretty cool. Which is, of course, they are copying the, the like uh, I think, yeah. or at least the, uh, I think they leave the full on, mm. un- they unleash the until later. Uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the reveal of everything. But one great contender of Godzilla was uh, Gamera. Yeah, that's probably the first one that came out as like a big contender. Mm the biggest rival of the Godzilla movies. And uh, there are many, many animals who are other kaijus. Yeah. And uh, I love how different they all are and how ridiculous they all, all are. <laughs> yeah, my, that's the best part. My favorite is Mothra hmm. because Mothra oh, yeah. is a big giant moth. <laughs> yeah. And it's so that's big. Scary. I saw this um, size comparison of all the kaijus yes. uh, lined up and the Mothra is one of the biggest ones. Yes, and it's yeah. also a good-spirited kaiju. Mm-hmm. It doesn't protect humanity, it protects the planet. So oh, sometimes yeah. it has to protect the planet from humanity. And like King Ghidorah is probably the, the, the most powerful villain, uh, not the villain, but the enemy of mm-hmm. that Godzilla fights with, a, with like a three-headed golden dragon, oh, yeah. uh, which is in the new trailer for the um, Godzilla King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm carefully optimistic about <laughs> that one. But uh, yeah, but they're wonderful. And of course, Mecha Godzilla, 
which yes, is uh, it's yeah. uh, it's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And the second, like the first Mechagodzilla, it's got that weird nose design. Mm-hmm. And the, but the second Mechagodzilla is just wonderful. Whether when an airplane lands on its back and it can lift it, it's, it's going into the mech territory, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. Yeah, the the, the original film was made into uh, an American version. Uh, which helped the success internationally. Yes. But otherwise, Hollywood stayed away from Godzilla for decades. But we need to talk about <laughs> when they couldn't stay away. The elephant in the room. The yeah. elephant in the room. <laughs> the 98 version of Godzilla. And it also, it actually sounds kind of like an elephant in that movie. I just want to point that out. <laughs> the, the roar, yeah, the Godzilla roar in that movie kind of sounds like an elephant, which is super weird. Really, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have like I, re- I just quickly skipped through it, and it is really bad. The Godzilla is so weird looking. The design, there's something off yeah. with the design, and I think that's why it's got so, such a yeah. big reaction from the. It's more based of iguana. Than, yes, than and it's like the, the weird mu- muscly arms, the bicepsy arms, yeah, that's almost weird. human, and that's and and, and, the, and the the flat like chin, mm. and it's, it's also trying to be like you said. It has like a Jurassic Park complex. Oh, where, definitely. Yeah, where the design also reflects that. It's more like a dinosaur on steroids. It, it's, it's, it goes to the T-Rex territory yeah, when, it exactly. ru- when it runs on the back legs. And the, the tiny Godzilla children, which are clearly raptors, just yeah. taken sure. straight out of the Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, it's that loud, loud, loud Roland Emmerich style, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's so much, there is so loud, like, it's so loud. There's so much destruction. <laughs> and the amount of helicopters in the air is like, there is a yeah. scene. I f- totally forgot about that scene. There is like Godzilla is running away and the helicopters are coming after it. There's probably like 30 helicopters that's flying in between the buildings. It just it's beyond logic. It's uh, it, and it doesn't have it doesn't have that load. You know, you either go really really fun like and cheesy mm-hmm. and completely like Pacific Rimy. The movie totally accepts what it is, or you or you fill it with a little bit of some subtext. There's no depth at all in that movie. It's no. like I'm trying to find where is this coming from. What is this trying to be? Or what are you trying to say with this movie? Yes. And it's like, yeah, we want to do Independence Day 2. But with a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's the elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it, it probably was something yeah. like that. But yeah. it, it's really... It's, it. No, it's just something off about it the entire time. But it, like, I remember it fondly. I loved it when I was a kid. So I still like it somewhere in the back of my head. But then I watched it now again. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't really, no, <laughs> no, how, how, I don't even know how to defend this anymore. <laughs> how was it received in Japan? Well, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, Not Toho well. Films actually approved the design. Toho Films, yeah. the producers of the of the, of the original Godzilla Godzillas, yeah. and that has to be said as well. They were actually in this at some point mm. as well but of course not the final product well uh, of course the yeah. Japanese audiences strongly disliked the new American version of Godzilla but the interesting good side of it is because when they saw what how their you know favorite character was treated mm. they actually revamped the character and re- and uh, started a new period because Godzilla yeah. movies goes in, go 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 into in, in cycles in, in periods yeah. 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 there is a so-called Showa period, which is was from nine, from fifty four for the first movie to the seventy five. There is a Heisei period, Martin Burrell's favorite, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, eighty four to ninety five, and then the Americ's Godzilla actually fueled mm. uh, because they wanted to yeah. like let's now kind we, of we, kickstarted it again. exactly kickstarted yeah. the new period where where in Japan they said like no, we can't we have to take this matter into we our hands <laughs> yeah and they released yeah. like and they released six movies in in a span of like a couple of years. Yeah. And in one and in one of them, the Japanese Godzilla meets the American Godzilla. Final Wars, right? Yes, so, I yeah. think so. That's that one is amazing. How does that? End? So they totally make fun of the American Godzilla. Uh, they've named him Silla to make like him less, yeah. as a lesser <laughs> creature. Lesser creature, yeah. So the Godzilla fights him. He is the quickest fight in all of like Godzilla history. He punches him out in two blows into the Sydney Opera House. 
I think. <laughs> and then he's dead. That's like, yeah, now we're done with you. That's, uh, <laughs> yes. that's so funny. That's, I think that yeah. says just all you need to know yeah. about the, how Japan reacted to yeah. the Ron Tamarix Godzilla. <laughs> yes, that's how they feel. But Hollywood was still not done with Godzilla. And in 2014, Hollywood once again returned with Godzilla, and this time a better one, right? Well, design-wise, so. yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I really like that movie. I think it's pretty cool. The most epic scene in that movie, I think, is the one that was shown in the teaser, which was a really good teaser. Do you remember mm. that for that movie? It's, yeah, it's with the, the Brian Cranston voiceover. Yeah, and it's the scene where they have these flare guns. Oh yeah, mm. they're jumping from. Uh, yeah, this is my. Yeah, yeah it's my, it's my favorite when the, uh, they start on on soldiers on the roof and yeah, they, exactly. they shoot up, and that's yeah. that's my favorite scene in the movie because yeah. it shows the scale. Yeah, it's the scale, and it's it's not revealing too much either, but you can just see like parts of the. How the big creature. is Godzilla? Has the size varied? From uh, yes, it, it's, uh, yeah. it has varied. I, I, I don't know, the first one is maybe like 100 meters or something. I don't actually know the, the exact no. details. But I should have written this down <laughs> <laughs> from that. But in the end, does it matter? Episode, no, no, no. 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 But the, the, it's I, big. I really like how it looked, how the style of the fights in the new Godzilla yeah. movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, the movie for me lacked in like characters mm-hmm. and, and they had Brian Cranston. Yeah. If you have Walter White on your <laughs> uh, on, on your on your movie, you better use him. And I felt I felt he kind of you know underused. underused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you could really see how they embraced the old designs. And I know people have have spoken like, oh, that Godzilla looks kind of fat. I don't know. It no. uh, didn't bother me, you know. Like no. uh, if you if you notice, stick like, oh, it should be like this and like, like this. Yeah. But the style, the fight, how it was shot. Yeah. Gareth Edwards, the director, mm-hmm. uh, you could see he, he he really was inspired by the the legacy of how it was done in a good way, yeah. because the the fights and you, you and the shots like that that convey yeah. the scale mm-hmm. and you really get mm-hmm. to see that those are really nice because they don't go over the top. You don't get that magical camera flying around the city, mm-hmm. and then and, and of course they they waited with the big destruction until the end and the and the designs. Of the of the other kaiju's the motors, yeah. exactly they have a, like they have cleared their own characteristics mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the sound design uh, sound design yeah uh, the sound design their sound it, it's just like a, yeah. it has it, they have an identity yeah. even yeah. in sound which is really cool yeah definitely uh, and this new Hollywood Godzilla is, is as a sign of the time part of a new like kind the of monsterverse the monsterverse yeah. yes yeah. with King Kong being yeah. uh, upgraded in size for yeah. that reason yeah. and the new movie which is coming out which actually brings a lot of classical kaijus back yeah uh, like King uh, Ro- of Monsters King, exactly and yeah. interesting uh, Godzilla King of Monsters that was the name of the American version of the 1954 Godzilla movie. Oh. They released it as a Godzilla oh, yeah. King of the Monsters. So the new movie kind of takes that name. Yeah. But in truth, no one knows if Godzilla is male or female. No, uh, n- nobody actually knows. I hope Godzilla is female. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. I, I read <laughs> somewhere that, that uh, Nakajima, who, who played Godzilla so many times, yeah. didn't have a clue if no. it was male or female. No. I think the only movie where they mention this is the Emmerich movie, right? Where they yeah. talk about when Godzilla is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mention and it. they explain it like it's like a asexual kind of thing where it's like, <laughs> no, no, we don't know still, but it's like both. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and, and he tries it on the... Human pregnancy oh my test, God, I mean, yeah. he's like, <laughs> and he says like, "Oh, the, 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 uh, this shouldn't work." But uh, it does. Uh, whoa! <laughs> what a convenient plot. I mean, uh, what a. I'm gonna buy all your pregnancy tests today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If then, I then, buy then. more, it's gonna work on Godzilla. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, obviously, these tests weren't designed for this, but fundamentally, they look for the same hormonal patterns to indicate pregnancy. Let's leave Godzilla uh, yeah. and, and talk about. <laughs> Other kaiju movies. Yeah, we should go back and talk about 2009, I think, movie. Uh, like, a really, really good uh, Western uh, take on the kaiju film, uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yes. yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a really good take. This, mm-hmm. is how, how, this is how I think kaiju movies should be done in the West. Because they, from the ground up, they don't reveal the monsters at all mm-hmm. until, uh, until the very the end. Very, very, very end. Yes, and, very and I thought about this. Like, clearly the Western, in, the, in Hollywood... 
you can see that the, the symbolism doesn't work in, yeah. in if you take like the monster as a like symbol for something. No, but it works movie. much better as a sci-fi movie. Mm. So Cloverfield for me is it's a kaiju movie. Uh, it's more sci-fi, but it's got so. strong sci-fi sci-fi influences that I think work in its favor. Yeah. Like there is there is a bunch of aliens in the Godzilla yeah, movies yeah. who yeah just like just randomly come up and travel in time, <laughs> but but in Cloverfield I think the the sci-fi elements kind of work in the movie's favor. Yeah, mm. it's a deeply unsettling film. I, I remember yeah. I, I felt so bad when I'd seen it. There's so much anguish in it, the way it's shot and it's brilliant. Yeah, and everything is so well thought of, and it's very impressive the entire thing and the entire universe of the Cloverfields. Uh, mm. I'm not counting the third one because I'm ignoring that. Um, but is it the universe? Like I, I never. Is it like no, an anthology like a, or is it the? Is it like a? I don't know if universe is the correct word for it. It's more like I don't even know how to explain that. But the entire story, basically. It's like Black think, Mirror. It's not the same universe, but, no, it's, but it's the same texture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to say, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm always. But they're supposed to be connected, all of them. So. Um, in a lot of ways. I saw this half an hour documentary or, or like someone talking about how these were all connected and bringing in every marketing stunt they've done and like it's insane. I don't even remember things right now because it was like this is too much for my brain to <laughs> process at this time. Um, but it's also, I love that they have this tiny like Easter eggs or or I don't know what to call them, but Easter eggs may be the best word. It's an homage to all the other kaiju movies as well. So he has like footage from a lot of them in different places throughout the movie. Mm. If you pause in the right frame, you can see it. Yeah, frame, uh, I think it's like yeah. th- them. And then I think yeah, there's like a them. beast from the 20,000 yeah, Fathoms. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a, a couple more, I think. Yeah, it's from King Kong, uh, from 33. Right? Mm. It's, yeah. Um, and I think there's one from Godzilla as well. And them is the one with the giant ants. It's, yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's mostly in the footage on uh, Beth. Is that her name? The woman I that so. yeah, so mostly in there. But there's one in the fight. It's like the bigger like uh, chaotic scenes. It looks kind of the same as from that movie. I think it's uh, Beasts um, uh, from beast Twenty Thousand Yeah, Fathoms. exactly. I can't remember, never remember that name. I don't know what <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I think that's like a mirror of that exact same like mm. action sequence, which is pretty cool. You can tell that it's a fan that did this movie. And I also like that the kaiju, the monster in the Cloverfield has it's such a unique, like distinct design. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like if you see it now, you know, oh yeah, that's the Cloverfield monster, yeah. which is always what you want. You want like the distinct design, distinct mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. And have you seen that part where you mirror the poster of the Cloverfield movie and put it next to another? You can see the outline of the monster. Oh yeah, I've yeah. heard it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's good. That's very yeah. cool. <laughs> the posters for the kaiju films, Japanese, because uh, again, uh, as I was doing research for this podcast, mm. like it's so cool. The the poster for for the Mothra, the mm. the, the movie, like the, oh, the, yeah. the there are standalone. Um, a lot of kaijus have their standalone movies, the yeah. old ones, and the poster for Mothra. I don't know how I will get that poster. Because it's just a beautiful poster, really cool. It's a monster mm. like in full wingspan, mm. and close and like to the side, Godzilla just standing straight, looking at the camera. It's just really cool symmetry. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's there a bunch. Of, there's a legacy like of uh, good posters. Oh yeah. In uh, big monster movies. What other uh, kaiju films would you like to mention? Well. Uh, we can start with Colossal. Before yes. we go to Pacific Rim, but we had yeah. to talk about that. But Colossal is an interesting one. Yeah. It's from last year? No. Yeah, I think it's last year. It's a kaiju film, but it's it's a really interesting one. And it's another example of how, like, in the West, how you should do the... Mm. Like, h- how it can be done well, yeah, I think. Yeah, don't try to mimic the old ones or, like, the Japanese Or, or, or ones. don't take the surfacey parts, yeah. which is yeah. the destruction, the exactly. movies and stuff. Just uh, because that's all surfacey. Like, yeah. you should fill it with with your own... Like what you like, uh, Colossal is it has a really interesting uh, concept. Yeah. Do you wanna? There's um, about this woman Anne Hathaway, uh, who realizes that she can control this kaiju that's appeared in uh, Seoul. Mm. So in a certain spot at a certain time, 
her movements is replicated onto the uh, the kaiju, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, there's also a robot appearing <laughs> and stuff like that. And she has her own conflict uh, in her life and with the people around her, which is kind of like it's getting mimicked into the the kaiju, which is pretty cool. And it's just like these simple things where she's standing here in the park doing movements and that ripples on to like destroying houses in Seoul if she doesn't like... That's a very like, innovative way yeah, to, to use Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Stuff. It's an interesting way to portray it. I love that they use actors that are usually in more comedic roles yes. mm. which is a pretty awesome way to do it. And this is pretty serious stuff but it's also like a comedic tone to it With and it's touch. super dark. Yeah, and But that's what makes it feels interesting. like a romantic drama of some sort from yeah. the start. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't miss this movie if you listen to this. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those movies if you look at it like, eh, yeah, it sounds like a yeah. like a weird... It's It's got more layers to it Absolutely. than that. It's not, a, it's not a perfect movie. I don't think it was like a perfect movie. But no. it's so... Uh, the, it's so original in that yeah. way yeah. that yeah. it deserves a viewing just on that Absolutely. basis. Yeah. yeah. And I also have one more uh, of the new ones, different ones. And that's Troll Hunter. Yes. Yeah, and that's kind of a kaiju movie. The yeah. Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You are right, actually. Like, it could be in that Like genre. a Scandinavian kaiju. Yeah, it's Scandinavian kaiju, uh, yeah, which is pretty cool. Sorry, Nisse, you mentioned there's, a, there's a, like a Swedish... Yeah, there's a Swedish Rimdinvasion Lapland. <laughs> <laughs> Invasion from space in Lapland. The 50s film. Really, based, really on, based on the name alone. I yeah. want to see that Yeah, movie. I need to see this. I it's some kind of Yeti-like kind of beast walking around the Lapland. Yeah. It's rumored to be one of the worst films ever made in Sweden. <laughs> oh, ah, in Sweden. Okay, because yeah. we uh, Matilda discovered a movie that we oh, bound yeah. to watch. No, but no. B- before we dive in, into yeah. our guilty pleasures with bad casual <laughs> films, <laughs> let's just touch Here. Pacific Rim. Yes. We mentioned it a lot. Yeah. Why is it so great? Well, I think as a movie, uh, like as a, as a film storytelling, it's kind of surfacey. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those examples, a, a, a genre film that knows what it is yeah. and uh, executes it well, which yeah. is always really it's good. It's very on point of the genre. I think it, it's um, a big homage to the Godzilla movies mm. and the Kaiju movies because it has, like, it has everything and it's very over the top. But I still think it's done in a smart way. And especially for like the fight scenes, they're very well made and very well When one of the Jägers uses a ship Mm. as a bat. That's my favorite. (laughs) That's my favorite scene as well. And Idris Elba's speech, obviously. Today we cancel the apocalypse. (laughs) Cancel the apocalypse, indeed. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Yep. But it's just good fun. It's like yeah. it's it's taking the, all the parts that people love. Mm. Again, maybe those surfacey parts in the original one and stuff. This the destruction, the fighting and stuff. Taking all those parts and just like basically expressing the love. That movie for me is Guillermo del Toro's like expre- expression of how much he loves yeah. the giant mechs, yeah. the yeah. the Evangelion and Gundam and stuff, and how much he loves kaiju movies because everything is done designed so. Well, yeah, and all, all that all the kaijus look different and exactly. have this own unique design, yes. and all the designs are pretty fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> so there's um, uh, there's one of the kaijus in this movie that can't remember the name right now, but uh, that's uh, the biggest one uh, through the entire like kaiju history, basically. Immensely gigantic. Yes, yes. it's insane. Have you seen the sequel? I started to watch it. I saw uh, 10 minutes and then I had to turn it off. Oh no. Yeah. I I'm sorry. And I, I, I Have didn't, you seen it? I didn't I had had no intention of watching it at all. <laughs> but I, I did just google up the fight scenes mm. because yeah. that's that's <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what you want to see. Yeah, yeah that's what, what I want to see. And yeah. it was the kai the big kaiju in the in, in the end was just this pointy mess like mm. no again like no nothing like unique to it you don't see no. it's just a 
monster. Let's let's just make him monster. Yeah, the, the Jaegers, the big mechs. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but nah, the the city is empty. There is mm-hmm. nobody there. No, no people. You know, it's just when you know yeah. when the mechs fighting, and there is there is no, no, no charge to it. No, like no. Uh, nothing at stake. And of course, when nothing is at stake, the movie has to like, oh, let's save the universe. You know, yeah. because. Because saving just like a city is not enough anymore. No, because no. you haven't no, spent time building. Yeah, you haven't st- mm. spent time showing how like how people evacuating and stuff like that. Yeah. So the, there is no stake. So yeah, I just watched the fight scenes, which yeah. were amazing. Like uh, technically, of course, mm-hmm. the, those movies are always. Yeah, just, I think it's ILM probably. It's like beautiful, yeah. beautifully done, and it's mm-hmm. like it's r- really cool. Yeah. But the no intention of no. watching. Because because. There are bad kaiju films that you still love, but but mm-hmm. this is obviously not one of them. But, but it needs to be yeah. so bad that it's good. Like, yeah. there's a fine line. It needs to be really, really bad. Do you have any favorite bad ones? I have so many bad Kill ones. Go, Matilda, go, unleash it. <laughs> okay, let me bring up my list here. No. <laughs> but my all-time... Uh, or maybe we should start with the Godzilla kind of ones. Uh, mm. Because we have Godzilla versus Hedorah. Or, mm-hmm. or it's also called Godzilla versus Smog Monster. Smog Monster. I can recommend everyone to Google this and look up some clips on YouTube or watch the entire thing because it's it's so weird. This and is probably one of the weirdest thing I've ever watched. Because Hidora is, uh, yeah, I need to mention what yeah. it is. It's yeah, mud. It's mud. It's, it's a like, mud monster yeah. which takes different shapes, but it's basically mud. Yeah. It's mud with big yeah. eyes, big uh. giant red eyes. Feeding. Deadly on smog. Only one force dared stand up to its overpowering evil. Godzilla! And that's it turns the, it turns people into bones, which is pretty scary. It's this like is acid. supposed to be yeah. Oh. It's supposed to be like a bit like the blob. I guess. Sense. But like yeah, it's it's fused acid, but it's it's yeah. also I think it's also a kind of symbol in that vein of like being mm-hmm. kind of being symbol. Yeah. It's mm, probably about like ecological damage and something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fused acid. And yeah. people are just like, yeah. And just the name Smog Monster is like, yeah, <laughs> obviously it's, yeah, we're screwing up the planet. So it's supposed to be like for kids, which uh, you can tell in some sequences where there's actually animated parts in this movie, uh, like true animated hmm. parts, which is more for kids. And then they have this scientific lesson, education kind of thing to it. And then it's just trippy there's this guy at a club where he's uh, tripping on something and he sees everyone in fish heads and it's just it's insane and the music is just i don't even know where to start it's (laughs) it's incredible just watch it is there like a song dedicated to the to the hidora because like i know yeah i think they have this one don't go away I saw it a long time ago, and I just tried to brush up and saw parts of it for this, but okay. yeah, I don't Godzilla know. Godzilla yeah, So that's a good one. Then we have Reptilian. Reptilian. Also known as <laughs> Young Gary. <laughs> it's not. It's not Young it's Gary. Not. It's Young Gary. It's <laughs> young one Gary. word. Yeah. But if you do, if you it's never so funny. when Matilda sent me the link and I started watching about the Young <laughs> Gary, I'm like, what a weird name for a kaiju, <laughs> Young Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unusual name, yep. uh, but it's the young Gary. Oh, this is all oh, this stuff. Yeah, that's I, just. I don't know how I missed this. This is no. beautiful. This is the, the, mo- the most. Uh, the most expensive Korean movie at the time. Oh. It, it cost thirteen and a half million dollars, I think. But it's it's a, it's, it's a post uh, Emmerich's Godzilla. Yeah. It's clearly yeah. like a, yeah. it's, it's. I think it's ninety nine or two thousand one or somewhere around that. Yes. Um, and it's just the acting is. One of the worst things I've ever seen. It's really like goes towards the room uh, area where yeah, the, the, the acting is kaijus. like. <laughs> I, I, I need to see it because that's that's a big title to have. The acting is it's amazingly bad. This can't be happening. No, it isn't real. The prop. 
prophecy has been fulfilled. So this is like a, a creature that gets uh, woken up by aliens. Of course, uh, aliens always, yes. Yeah. Reanimated. So, yeah, reanimated. So there's also a segment of, in this movie where about the aliens, which doesn't really make that much sense. And then there's this um, young Gary who's like... Um, the young Gary... Yeah. It's in fully CG. It's it's fully, yeah, fully, CG. fully CG. Yeah, but the le- the they level actually had some miniatures in there, but I think they cut them out of the, the movie. Except a couple uh, of scenes. A couple, of, a couple yeah. of scenes are miniature and um, animatronics, but most of it is full CG, and it's so bad that it's like one of the worst things I've ever seen. But I mean, we we discussed this before that. Bad CG isn't as enjoyable to watch as bad stop motion or bad miniatures. No, exactly. But, but you this, still love it because it's bad. It's so funny. Like <laughs> it's not filling the purpose it was made for. I think. Like, like Emmerich's Godzilla <laughs> yeah. looks dated. You could see like yeah. so, some parts work yeah. better than others, but it looks dated overall. Mm. Yeah. This. This is. This is another this was level. Dated when yeah. it arrived. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it's it's like a. Yeah, I think... It I, looks like an in-game... Uh, yeah, like we, in, I talked in, about this with my boyfriend. He was like, it looks like a previous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I was like, yeah, but it's the previouses are better than this. It looks like, uh, like an in-game uh, game trailer mm. of that time. And there is a scene in, in that movie where the soldiers attack uh, the young Gary. In air? In air. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they, the have jet, they have jet, jet, jet packs. Yeah. Yes. No, nothing thought, makes sense here. They thought it was going to be a good idea to attack him with jetpacks. It's it like, was not. why don't? No, it was not. <laughs> no, but it's also like it's so bad. Like the, it looks like a student project level, yeah. like After Effects thing. Yeah. It's uh, mesmerizingly bad. Yeah. I, I really want to watch it. I just want to. Yeah, I want. I, I, I want to yeah. see see w- what this is. Uh, and uh, it's interesting to 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 dig around about this movie because yeah. look, this, where did thirteen million dollars go? Because yeah. no way. And that's yeah. the thing. I think they spent too much of it from the start on miniatures, and then they had no money left. Mm. I uh, think that was the thing. We have an entire genre of like the... Like, I like to call them the Roger Corman movies, because Roger Corman made a lot of them. But that's like... Is that what the one the one Like Sharktopus and all Yeah, exactly. Them. So that's what but we're I'll, coming into now. But isn't, like, isn't there it's, with like kaiju and monster movies? Yeah, like, it's like a... It's, it's like, like a, a gray mix. zone. It's like, yeah, it's like a gray zone where it's sharks stuff, Megalodon kind of movies and uh, the kaiju movies into one. So this is my all-time favorite bad movie. Mm. That's Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. That's the and one that's, when they're frozen in, in, in yeah. the polar ice and then... Exactly. And then comes to life again. Um, and once again so filled with really, really bad digital effects. Yes, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen, and also the best things I've ever seen. But that's in an enjo- so in, in is, enjoyable way. Yeah, right? yeah. it's like, um, apparently this counts as a kaiju movie, but it also segues into the kind of bad shark, uh, mutate yeah. the movies. If you don't want to see the entire thing, just uh, YouTube the airplane scene. Ah, which classic. Is amazing, an and that says everything about this movie. Oh, Please sit down, sir. It's just an air pocket. Thank you. I'm getting married in two days. That'll be fine. All right, folks. Please fasten your seatbelts. You should be worried about the shark that jumps up from the sea and eats the plane. <laughs> That's a different thing. But didn't yeah. say that one. About the turbulence, Matilda. The turbulence. <laughs> I'm getting married in two days. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Do you have it's any? It's insane. Yeah. But then we have, like, that segues into all these amazing ones. We have... Um, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Mm-hmm. That's a, the second one. And uh, Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, mm-hmm. which is a good one. Mecha Shark. Mecha Shark. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. It's really good. I can yeah, recommend shark. that one. And then we have the Sharktopus, uh, Dino Shark, uh, Piranaconda, uh, Mega Piranaconda. Pira- <laughs> yeah, that's a good Brilliant. one. Uh, Mega Piranha is also one of my favorites. I can recommend that one. Um, How big is a, is a piranha in that it's one? It's getting bigger all the time oh, through the entire movie. That's a good one. Yeah, and it's a lot of them. The Ornico River, which they shoot in an aerial shot four times in a row or something in this movie, which is amazing, which is filled with mega piranhas. 
And then we have uh, also a favorite, Sand Sharks, mm. with Brooke Hogan in her first acting appearance. I noticed you had a firearm, Dr. Powers. Well, you know, there's a lot of sharks out there, Sheriff. Girl can't be too careful. And it's Sandy, please. Terrible actors. I think they were all porn stars at one point, probably. Feels like this is their first real acting job. So yeah, and these kinds of movies, I don't know. They, I think like, we, we maybe as... we should do a, a separate episode about <laughs> sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be lots of them. We have a lot of sharks. Do these films that you mentioned could they be described as kaiju films? When you have like mega shark and giant octopus, mm. it's basically two big kaiju's fighting each other yeah. and destroying the earth at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not even on purpose, but they're fighting each other. And I think that kind of movies counts as a kaiju movie yeah. of some sort. It's but then I shark. think like the shark stuff and like the Mega Piranha and things like that. They're more into like the weird Sharknado kind of category. I think we're onto something here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're onto something here. (laughs) But uh, it's a a wonderful subgenre. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Or a genre in itself. Yeah. So so I'll hope you you return to Yellowbrook Road to talk more about stuff <laughs> like that. We haven't to. even mentioned the gigantic radiation spawned monster of the American 50s. We mentioned them, but, but there yeah. are many more of those. Yeah. But let's return to that. Uh, our time's up for today. Yeah. It was a pleasure having you here. <laughs> it's a pleasure being here. Mm, yes, it's a pleasure. And you out there, thanks for listening. As usual, you can see clips from all these wonderful films that we talked about at our webpage, goodbyecancerstudios.com. Next week, we'll talk about another giant, the Swedish game industry. Did you know that every tenth person on this planet has played a Swedish computer game? We'll also talk about the new exhibition at the Swedish National Museum of Science and Technology, Play Beyond Play, celebrating the wonderful world of gaming. Goodbye Kansas is part of that exhibition. Tune in next week and I'll tell you more. Until next time, goodbye, à bientôt, auf Wiederhören, wir hörs.